Blog Talk Radio. also 2017 and what a compelling day to go on air uh, for all those who are listening to us on our domestic U.S. It's considered definitely a very important day because it's a large part of our history and uh, we consider it our inauguration day, a very, very important day in which the hands um, pass the baton, as we should say. To take our country forward So you know today's show is going to be a very compelling show uh, That we want to Open up an opportunity of conversation Of thoughts and feelings Of what we choose to kind of focus on uh, In the subject matter today Which is uh, A farewell to the first family The Obama family that is set to leave The White House And uh, as of the country Preparing to Start on a whole nother level of uh, a new administration and change and adjusting to the Obama family leaving the White House. So as uh, the world has seen, there's been a lot of controversial thoughts and aspects that have been shared and discussed um, through a a very large conversation of people around the world who have been left to have their own thoughts and feelings of what this administration change means and how it may affect us as a political front um, in the in the world, not just in the United States, but in the world. And I think it's very important that we as citizens of the U.S. understand that this does mean for us um, some change. Uh, anytime there's leadership change, whether it's an organization, a business, a small company, a church, there's always an adjustment that takes place that um, not everybody's going to be feel good about or not everybody's going to agree upon 
And I think it's fair to say that quite a few people feel indifferent um, and have their different viewpoints of what this new administration means. But I think for the most part, um, I can say as a um, a supporter of the Obamas and this, these last eight years have been an, an incredible ride. And to see the change that has taken place um, throughout our country because of the Obamas coming into the White House, we have improved so many in so many areas economically. From a global perspective, we've uh, built relationships that we did not have that have now come into play. And so I think it's safe to say that there is going to be quite a bit of a shakeup, <laughs> to say the least. And um, I, I think it's so important that we have an opportunity to, to talk about it. And I'm, I'm so excited to say that uh, we're, we're live here in Atlanta in uh, the Florida market. We have our, our host, Sterling Powell. Tune in and, and ready, I'm sure, to say a lot of things on the airwaves. Sterling, Happy New Year. Welcome. Fantastic Friday is here and present. How are you today, hey. my good friend? Hello. Hey, darling. Hi, how are you? Doing amazing, how are you? <laughs> we're, all, we're all riled up. We're all riled up. I got to keep the dogs calm down here. I've got them on the radio, and um, <laughs> it's an exciting day as always to see our nation work in its a, you know, in a peaceful transition of power. I mean, even though we may not like uh, too much the new administration and what their rhetoric has been, what's always exciting and the most the most um, inspiring part of an inauguration day is that this is a peaceful transfer of power in our nation. That's the first thing that we have to look at. Now, the next part of this is that it is up to us as citizens to realize that we have the power today. We're not transferring the power to anybody new, that power has always belonged to us since, you know, 1776. And today we've just given that power from one individual to another individual, a title. But we give them the entitlement to use that position as they represent us. And that's what we have to remember today, that they represent us Mm -hmm. and that we must call, we must keep them in track, to stay on track of of what is the American dream for you, Sonny, for, for Jazzy, for myself, and every other citizen of this country. It isn't. It That's isn't right. what. It isn't what the what the orange hair dryer or the president. Now I guess I got. I guess I've got to call him president's hair dryer. Um, no, you don't. <laughs> you really don't. He he still you know, born and raised this Donald Trump. Just let me tell you something, Sterling. I, I can recall many many years, even in the media, them not addressing President Obama as President Obama. So when I tell you I'm not, I have no no desire or will I ever address him as such. Um, and and you know it's amazing. I'm actually uh, doing some 
to monitoring of things across the media and even in the uh, there's some British protesters that are protesting and they're specifying to build bridges, not walls. And that speaks volumes. Right now, they're draping a banner across the London Tower Bridge. Um, Well, this was as of um, let me see, maybe within the last uh, couple hours, 8 o'clock, 8.30 our time, British protesters were uh, draping Yes, they were draping a, a banner with huge red letters, Bill Bridges, not walls. And that just goes to show you that the world is watching. So, you know, as as, as things are starting to take effect and, um, you know, the, the unfortunate thing, like you mentioned, you know, the part of the power comes in the people's hands, but it's up to us to, as a unified front to pull it together. But I, I, I say that at this point... The sad thing here, Sonny, you and I both know, is in a lot of ways we failed as citizens because this man was put into this position with less than 80,000 votes in three states. I mean, he didn't carry the popular vote. He just carried three states that gave him the electoral college. He does not have a mandate. He doesn't have all these things that he wants to proclaim. Just because you want to say something does not make it true. That is what's the matter with Love Free Press. We are a member of it, you and I, Sonny, and I love that we have that freedom, and I don't want to take it away. But that opens the door for all this fake news, for lies, and, you know, say what you want does not always make it true. It doesn't. I don't care what anybody says. And we have to realize that this was only less than 80,000 people have put this man into office. And if you look at uh, today on CBS and NBC, this is not a diverse crowd out there. This is a white crowd. And it shows you how much racism and anti-diversity is still alive in this country. So we must stay, you know, we have to keep diligent to our elected officials because it's out there. Being mad and not doing action doesn't help. We have to do action. People that yes. stayed home and didn't vote. But listen, did and I was going to say the action is some people have posted the yard when President Obama was uh, his first inauguration versus the way, when I tell you, I see grass. <laughs> it looks like ants, <laughs> small speckles of ants on the White House yard. And, you know, you know, this this whole spectacle thing has really brought forth a narrative beyond whatever the media wants to put out. And I think this is the reason why so many people um, have uh, spoken up about different entertainers being a part of the, sh- the, the what they say, the, the pony, the dog and pony show, and that... You know, this this whole thing has become a spectacle. You know, something that has been long long term respected in our his in our American history. Literally we have people that are laughing at the circumstances of how all of this has taken place. Because I've never seen anything like it. You know, I, I've never seen anything like it. And 
I'm so proud. You know, Jazz and I, we had these conversations that, you know, the first family did not have a series of controversial issues. The, the, the children did not get tied up into foolishness, even when the media tried to pl- ploy different things with the girls going off to, to parties and different things like that. You know, there was no scrutiny between, the, you know, President Obama and Michelle Obama. You know, she represented well as the first lady. So at this point, you know, the torch that has been slain by this family for the last eight years has spoke volumes of how our, our country is at this point with the unemployment rate dropping. Uh, I think New York and California had an increase of minimum wage up to $15 that started this year. So there's just so many positive things that can be, you know, really addressed based upon the past administration. Now, the question is, Sterling, at this point, when you have something like this happening, how as a people do we change the narrative? How do we change the aspect of things and not really, because this is the side of it, what people don't realize, if Trump was to be impeached or to, to, to something was to happen to him, his running mate is more than capable. Have you noticed how silent he has been throughout this whole ordeal? Hello? Yes. Well, and what I was going to say is they have been a total class act, Sonny. This has totally, and the sad thing is, you know, the interesting thing is when you're talking about the Obamas and saying farewell, I mean, you know, we've had other presidents that we've had to say farewell to, but the thing that Obama did, you know, and that word that it's sad to say goodbye to was the hope that he provided. And the the Republicans who are still in power today stood in the way of this man at every turn that he took. And he still held his head high, had class, his family had class, and like you said, they get to leave the White House with no blemishes on them other than the trashing, the trashing. That the that people like the president are now our president because it's afternoon and he's been elected and he's talking right now he's giving his inaugural speech about America first America is before everybody it's all when you're the president of the United States obviously the country is the first thing America's always been first to all of our presidents. And this whole popular push, Obama was pushing for all of us, but the Republicans fought him at every turn, every turn. And he was high. I mean, this I love Obama, and I don't care what anybody anybody can say what they want, but the fact and the truth is, he was a he is, and he will remain a class act. That's right. And an att- hey, hey, and he knows how to talk. It's more than, you know, it's, he actually knows how to give an intelligent speech, you know. Mm-hmm. And it's, 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 it's one of the things that is, 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 is clearly evident that, uh, that, you know, you have someone that has just a lack of skill when it comes to overall leadership. In the, and it's not about anybody else but him. So you clearly are going to have uh, some disconnect. Um, 
I've never seen an administration assembled the way he's assembled an administration. I, I just think that at this point, um, you know, the Obamas, even though they're leaving the White House, we know that their philanthropy, their 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 hands will not stop just because they're leaving the White House. They're going to continue to keep their hands in regards to, um, you know, foreign affairs and building relationship and building bridges and, and, and doing the things that are so important to the American people and understanding that it doesn't just stop with us. You know, we're no longer a country that is so far away that we can't be in touch with, you know, look at Facebook. We can talk to anybody pretty much in the world on Facebook. So what makes you think that what's going on is not being impacted and is not being seen and people are not, you know, spewing what they feel and, and it's amazing to see other countries step up and say, look, we do not approve, we do not support it. And I was asking you prior to this, uh, Sterling, prior to your last statement, what's your thoughts on the fact that, of how Mike Pence has been so quiet? I was just listening for a second, both to you, Sonny, and to the new president, and it's amazing, again, I mean, I'm sorry that I, I want to bring this up, I mean, he's just pushing the same old garbage that he's been pushing on us to, he knows, this man knows who put him into power. This man knows his his uh, the, the people that are you know he's pushing that he's going to take away you know that he's going to get rid of certain things and put people back to work. It's just not that easy. But I guess if you have everybody in your pocketbook, I guess it is easier. I don't know. So, what's your thoughts on Mike Pence, the vice president, who's been so quiet? Oh, what, what's my what's my thoughts on Mike Pence? Do you really want me? Are we are. I guess since we're on internet radio, I can say what I want, right? Well, um, just, you know that he's been very quiet with all of the trivial things. Mike Pence is who I, I mean. The thing is, we all know that the orange hair dryer just wants to make a lot of noise because I'm a lot like that. I mean, remember, I'm a media, I'm a media personality, and I can relate to the orange hair dryer because I like to make a lot of noise. So I can relate to him, and I have a huge ego. Same thing that the orange hair dryer has. So if you stroke my ego and let me make a lot of noise, I'm normally happy. So we know that that's what's going to keep the orange hair dryer happy, is that if you stroke him a little bit, tell him he's wonderful, because God knows that if you get like Merle Streep or John Lewis or anybody that says anything against him, Alex Baldwin, I mean, doesn't our, shouldn't our president-elect uh, like put his cabinet together and work, stop worrying about what people are saying about them? But then you have somebody like Mike Pence. And you look at what he's done in his state, and you look at what he represents. This man is the real deal when it comes to things that are frightening to my community and your community, Sonny. You know that. This is, he's the real deal, and he's scary. I mean, this man would put you. We would be in, con, in conversion camps. We would be in, uh, we would be under treatment to try to change us. You know, this is an this is a man that thinks that just because the Bible and you know, so, 
if you remember, Sonny, you and I and Jazzy met at church. It's not like I'm a faceless, it's not like I'm a faceless, you know, ungodly man. But this, this man, because of my choices, of how I want to live my life and how you want to live your life. He thinks that his God is not telling me the same thing that my God is telling me and that he has the right to put you and I into conversion. I think that's what it's called, isn't it? Conversion therapy. And he doesn't want a woman to have the right to choose what is done to her body. These people that think that religion gives them the... That's what happened in in the Hundred Years' War. That's what led us to thousands and thousands of years of religious wars. Religious, you know, it's... Like the Dalai Lama said the other day, I don't know if you saw what the Dalai Lama said about all this. That the Muslims, the Christians, that once you do bloodshed and once you provoke hatred, you are no longer a true Christian and you are no longer a true Muslim because all of these religions promote love. It's love. We're not talking about here, but these people try to turn the love of God into some hateful witch hunt. And it isn't that. We're supposed to love one another. You Mm -hmm. know, and they want to, and that, what I think of, of Pence is that I'm afraid of him. So people that say, oh, they want to get rid of the orange hair dryer, honey, the alternative in in Mike Pence is even more scary, or in the Speaker of the House. I mean, what you have to do as a citizen and as a listener today is realize we must be citizens again. We must get active in our government. We must, every day, it takes two or three minutes to pick up the phone and call Atlanta, call Washington, D.C., call Tallahassee, Florida. It's just, I brush my teeth, I have my coffee, I call my congressman. I get up in the morning, I brush my teeth, have my coffee, call my senator. Stay on top of it. Call the governor's house. We must be aware of what's going on in the government and not allow them to put. Let me tell you this. These people are going to move quicker than lightning. I'll tell you, in the next two weeks to two months, in the next two weeks to two months tonight, you watch how fast they move to repeal, to pull back on things that Obama has done. So before the Democrats can get their heads out of their rumps, they better realize that they can't dump Trump without getting their heads out of their rumps. Right. Because this is going to move, Sonny, Sonny, you know that. It's going to move faster than lightning. And they have all the reins of power. They have the governorships. 
So they have the state. They have they have the house. They have senate. And if we, and now they're going to have all the departments. So we we the citizens have to stay on top of this because it's the only way that we're going to keep our democracy, or we are going to end up in a fascist nation. I'm telling you, if we don't stay aware of it, and and it has nothing to do with really the orange hair dryer. It has to do with the, the party, the fact that we've got we've allowed one party to take total control of the reins of power. Right. And why why do you think Sonny, why do you think the Republicans have fallen behind it? Because they want him to be able to they think they can control him, which is exactly which is exactly the mistake that was made in Nazi Germany. The Vienna Republic the people in the the people in Germany in 1933, the powers that be, the the industrialists, the you know, they thought, well, we'll just appoint him chancellor and get his people behind him because we'll be able to control him. It took Hitler weeks, weeks. Once Hindenburg died, he was, he took total control. They was a fake fire. And so, I mean, you watch something, you know, if we don't stay diligent as citizens, you know, we'll lose our democracy. I'm telling you, there'll be martial law and or something will happen if we don't, we've got to stay diligent. Yeah, that's my concern. My concern is the blowback of the global world. And, you know, we've, we've pulled out, of, we've gotten soldiers out of wars and brought them out of the, uh, you know, the high terrorist areas. Um, at this point, you know, there's been talk about, you know, China. And, you know, we're, we're at a place now where um, you no longer can just say you don't know. You have to kind of get yourself involved to understand what's going on around you for the benefit and the betterment of who you are, especially if you're a minority in the, in the, in the U.S. And you don't want to, I'm going to tell you now, get your passport. If you do not have your passport, the, the laws are changing drastically about identification. So if you do not have your passport, you are very highly susceptible to um, the shenanigans. Um, I, I think we have someone that's ready to speak in. You're live on Live Off Radio. Hello, everyone. It's Jazzy, the So Jazzy Girl, has joined the talk. Hi, Sterling. Hi, Jazzy. How are you? <laughs> my, beautiful, my beautiful friend. Oh, my God. Let me just tell you, I am doing good in this moment. And um, as you know, as everybody knows that has been following our show, I had to take a long sabbatical because even topics like this just made me go down into a really bad space. And so I took a long time to just heal and regroup and have some self-care moments. Uh, Shouts out to Anana Harris-Paris, who has really been my cheerleader in step-by-step, baby steps, um, allowing me to practice self-care care and healing, even in this social justice process. However, on a beautiful day like today, January the 20th, 2017, that happens to be Tracy McDaniel's birthday, shouts out to her. I'm I'm doing all the positive stuff first, and hopefully I'll stay in that positive space. 
<laughs> but I wanted to come on and say a few things. One, I am going to say my just overwhelming appreciation for a president, a first lady, the first family, the children, the grandmother, the mother-in-law, and even down to the doggies, to Joe Biden, our vice president, to Jill, our first lady vice president, and to the staff of the White House, to the correspondents of the White House, to the Secret Service, and everybody who worked in the White House during these eight years. Thank you. I want to say that first. Thank you for your service. Thank you for all of the hard times that you had to face being in this specific uh, arena of mud throwing and ugliness that took place from the outside. But from the inside, the great work that you did will never be forgotten, at least by us here at Loudmouth Radio. I want to say to you congratulations that you were able to walk out of that White House and step into a new arena of somewhat normalcy, although you will never have that really. (laughs) (laughs) But I wanted to say, um, I wanted to give those gratitude speeches and, and just let everybody know that really from the bottom of my heart, I am so sincerely proud of this family really representing not only black America, but white America and the United States of America. You represented us so well. And though we are not all going to be light, it's never going to be anybody that we're going to always agree on everything that they do and say, I would have to say hands down overall, they did a wonderful job. Now, We know that they're going to take a sabbatical. Even President Obama said in his correspondence speech the other day, listen, I need some time just to breathe. I need some time just to take off and be a dad and be a husband and go play golf and just enjoy being Barack Obama, not President Obama. And so we know he's going to take some time. But as Sonny said earlier, there is no way you can step out of the arena of service. You can't. You are always going to be that global servant, as I say, and from Words to Action Outreach Ministry, we are global servants. You never, even when you're on vacation, there is somebody that you can impact. There is somebody that is going to watch your life and say, wow, your smile took me over, or your your walk, you just look like you are confident. Who are you? What do you do? Blah, blah, blah. You know, it's just going to be something that they are always going to impact the world. And I believe in a positive way. I believe that they have grown up as a family. I believe they have grown up individual in, individually in their businesses prior to becoming political, the political family. Um, they both came out of the, the judicial system. So I don't think it's ever going to be a time that law and order and being a constituent and being a um, just an everyday layperson Caring about what goes on is going to change. So what is our responsibility to America at this point? Do I like Donald Trump being my president? Not ever. Never, never, ever at this stage of his presidency, of this stage of his life, his actions, his thoughts, 
his rhetoric, his hatred, his racism, his all, you know, his sexism, you just name it. I don't like anything about this man. Okay. But in following Martin Luther King, in following all of the greats that came before him, right, they had to address presidents that did not like the color of their skin. They had to address presidents that did not believe women could do anything. They had to address presidents that, God forbid, if you were gay. They had to address presidents that did not like the fact that they were Jewish or communist or socialist or whatever. So where we are today is this. Am I going to address him as president? Never, unless I happen to be in his presence and have to as a media correspondent, then he will be Mr. President. As my regular conversation and even here on Loudmouth Radio, he will not get that respect from me because he has not warranted that respect. He has warranted to be called Donald Trump to me, which is what I will refer to him as, um, probably forever. You're here. I agree. Maybe, yeah. Okay. So, but in the position that he is in, it is imperative that we, as Sterling and I, and you, Sonny, and all of our listeners, and all of the people who have who have followed this campaign for presidency from a year ago, we have all said to the American people of all nationalities and color. We have said, get out and vote for not only the president, but your local offices. Because your local offices make the bigger difference when we start talking about the Senate, when we start talking about the House, when we start talking about the president. And so when we get angry, See, we voted this electoral vote in at some point in time. It was the people who made that decision. And so it has to now be the people at all levels of government to make the decisions not to put people like these people in office and not to allow antiquated um, systems to stay in place. But if we continue to complain, and murmur and bicker about what is, coulda, shoulda, woulda, but we do nothing, then this will continue to be what we have representing us. Am I ashamed of what took place in this campaign? Am I ashamed at what happened in the outcome? I am, as an American, ashamed of the choice that the electoral vote put this man into place because it was never the pre- the people of public decision. So having said that, what can I now do? What can Jazzy do to make a difference in my everyday, in my family, in my children's 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 lives? What can I plant? How can I plant a seed today that is going to impact what grows not only next week, but next year, 20, 50, 60 years later? For one, I have to start supporting One, those who support me. You don't support me. Why should I continue to give my money and my time to support you? That's number one. So whatever place I find myself in in representation, okay, I'm black. I'm a woman, right? I love Christ. 
so therefore to be called a Christian these days is kind of rough, but okay, I, I would still consider myself a Christian with spiritual principles and values. I happen to love another woman, so I'm of the same gender um, arena and, and, and being gay and equal rights. So I'm a grandparent, I'm a mother, I love my dogs, I'm a pet supporter, I support environmental issues, and the list goes on. So, okay, let me take a topic of all of those and say, if I am a business owner as well, if I am a minister as well, if I'm any of those things, then where can I plant a seed in any one of those things to support not only myself, but to support everybody else in that same arena? This is how we make a difference. If you don't want to support gay people, then gay people support who? Gay people. You don't want to support black women, then who has to support us? Black women have to support black women. When we start circling around one another, right, when wolves get in a pack, it is very difficult for the prey to get away because they surround the prey. If we surround each other in love and in support, there is nothing that Donald Trump can do. There is nothing the House can do. There is nothing Congress can do. If back in the day we were all shunned, beat up, abused, starved, denied, and I'm not just talking about black people because you can go back in history, and every group has had some struggle, every single one, okay, no, no matter what the culture, every single group has had some type of oppression at some point. It may not have always been to the degree that another group has, but we've all been through something. So Our nation founded by that. Our yes, exactly. By the, by the, exactly. And that's why the basis is, and that's why we're so weak exactly. in, the, in that department. So, but this is why we have to create a new foundation from the ground floor. See, the top already is messed up. Our highest level of government is messed up with the leader that we have. I won't even say the leader. I can't say that because he, he can't lead. So for the person who has been put into position to govern, let me put that, let me use that word. That's a better word. To govern America, that person is already cracked. And so if you build the house backwards, huh? if you build the house from the rooftop, down to the foundation. For one, I've never seen it done. So, therefore, <laughs> there you go. Therefore, we the people of the United States of America have to rebuild our foundation. We have to be the voice of sensibility. We have to be the voice of community. We have to be the voice of inclusion because it's not going to come from the White House or those that surround the White House as a whole. So what we have to do is continue from the ground floor in government to vote. As Sterling, this is your mantle. And, I mean, it's all of ours, but especially when we're saying vote people, vote people. And, and now people are like, well, what's the use? The use is if you start from the ground, the, the top never will get to this place if we take some laws out of place. But we, we refuse to get out. 
It's just like here here in St. Petersburg. Two weeks ago, um, our our mayor, you know, it's time for the mayor race in St. Petersburg. And immediately, and I don't want to shift, but I want us to come back to this before the show is over. Within two weeks, now we have a controversy over the location of pride. So if you... This is where I mean, it's, you know, it's oh, at a no. local you're voting for the mayor, when you're voting for council, when you're mm-hmm. voting for the school mm-hmm. board, these mm-hmm. are the people that affect your life daily. That's right. That's right. You may not like the, okay, if you don't like who um, the, hair, the orange hair dryer is going to put in as the head of the education department, then you better work Look at who you, as a citizen, That's right. That's put right. in the place on the school board in Pinellas County mm-hmm. or in Atlanta. Okay? Exactly. It's not, uh, it's not just about the president or it's not just, it's about every elected official. We put them there. We're the citizens. That is our big, the biggest right that you and I have, Sonny and Jazzy, you know, the privilege that we have. It's what our forefathers, you know, died for. It's what our forefathers fought on their backs. Your forefathers and my fathers took the whip for it and Mm -hmm. battled and our nation survived the Civil War so that we had the right to vote. So you have to, as a citizen, get out and use that. That's our power. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I agree. It's our power. That's where we have the power. But if we give that up, if we surrender the power of our vote to these people, then it's our fault. It's our fault. That's true. That's true. We all have to take responsibility of what has happened in this country. And I don't mean, you know, and some people will take this the wrong way, right? They will say, well, I didn't vote for Trump and, you know, they still allow And Like I said a few minutes ago, if we start from the lower level and if we vote out antiquated laws, listen, the same way. We say about the Bible, oh, certain things in the Bible, you know, from the from the Old Testament, we don't do that anymore, or that's antiquated, or, you know, we pick and choose what we want to keep and pick and choose what we want to throw out. The same way it is for our laws. These laws were set up how many years ago? Hundreds. So why would we continue to have a law in the state, I mean, in the state of Georgia, in the city of Gainesville, Georgia? On the books, even though it is now a, a, a silent or dead law, it's still law, and you cannot legally eat chicken with a fork. I okay. mean, Jackson, come on. Jackson. Now, do, this this is what I'm saying. <laughs> How ridiculous is that at this point in life? Do you think Benjamin Franklin or Jeff or, or Thomas Jefferson or George Washington was concerned with who was eating chicken? Thank you. You see what I'm saying? So if we have laws like that that are not conducive for what is going on in the now, we are on a radio network in several different places 
talking about the same topic because our technology has superseded being in a brick-and-mortar radio station all at one time. Though we have that, we, we have to catch up in our government. We have to catch up in our laws with what is going on today. And so this is my challenge. You know, we got a million challenges on Facebook. We got a thousand. It's a challenge a week, a challenge a day. I challenge all of us to look deep within. Don't look at Donald Trump. For what? He's not leading you. He is not leading you in a path that you want to go to. Does that mean break the law? Well, no, but does that mean that you can stand up and you can go for a civil unrest and say, I will not stand for something that is injustice for all people? Because if you do it to one, you do it to all. So, But here is my challenge. My challenge is to look deep within. Find out where your faults are. Get rid of them. Straighten them out. Fix them up, okay, because I can't take the plank, the plank out of Donald Trump's eye when I'm walking around with a log in my own. That's number one. Number two, find out what you can do. President Obama's campaign was, yes, we can. And then yes. from there, it was, yes, we did. So what can I do? What can I do? What can Jazzy do? to change the course and the actions of my community. What can I do? Can I plant a can I plant a, a community garden? Because see, at some point we're gonna start seeing prices go up because that's what Republicans do. Unfortunately it is, y'all can hate me, but it, you know, look back at the story. So if my chicken goes from $5 to $10, what shall I do? I shall get me some chickens, and I shall raise them as I did when I was a child with my parents. <laughs> what can I do? Can I plant a tomato? Can I plant a carrot? Can I plant potatoes? Can I make soup if things get really rough out of my own garden, out of my own yard? You say you don't have a yard because you don't own a home? Okay. Get you some buckets at the dollar store. Put your little dirt inside. Plant you some seeds. Guess what's going to happen? You're going to have a garden in a bucket. There are no more excuses. We lost the election to the degree that we were not satisfied. And even many Republicans that put this man in office are now today saying, oh, my God, what did I do? So now we have to change the course of our every day by supporting small businesses who will be at the end of the day where you can go buy some carrots, okay? It will be at the end of the day, loudmouth radios, online medias that are able to say what we want to say and do what we need to do because the big stream media is going to be shut down because guess who's going to own that media voice? So we have to support each other. We have to find businesses that support us back. We have to do what we can individually. We have to gather together. Now, this is not the time to pull apart and go off on a deep end and a tarrant. If Martin Luther King can talk to to, um, to Johnson, if he can talk to um, JFK, if he can talk to leaders who hated his guts and wanted him dead, if he can say, yep, you don't have to like me, but this ain't about liking me. This is about the 300 million people that you are over. This is what's going on right now. Um, what's his name that does scandal? Joe Morton. Isn't it Joe Morton? Joe Morton. Yeah. Joe Morton got on the video and said, listen, President, 
uh, elect at that time. Million. 300 million people you are now responsible for. This is not time for your unemo- your emotional instability, in other words. Now, those are not his exact words, but that's that's mine about what he said. You know, you cannot be emotional. You cannot be fly off the handle. When at any moment a country can say, Did, oh, so really? Okay, well, let's blow you up. Exactly. Let's start a war. You can't. Jack, Jack, do you know, like where I was saying to you all earlier, that my personality is a lot like the president's now, or the orange <laughs> because I I get very excitable, I I am a personality, I have a huge ego, and I, I'm the first to admit it, but <laughs> I want to have my hand when I get excited, like I do as Mr. Scorpio, with <laughs> the new I would not want to put myself in that position. No. This man now. Exactly. You know, I think, can I backtrack for one second what we were talking Mm -hmm. about? 55 years ago on another inauguration day, JFK, like you said, Martin Luther King, we had such great leaders back in the 60s. We really Mm -hmm, did. mm -hmm, Don't mm -hmm. forget the same thing that Obama asked in his tweets today, that JFK said in his inaugural speech, and so, my fellow Americans, ask not what your country can do for you. That's right. what you can do for your country. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, Remember mm -hmm. Not what America can do for us, but what can we do for America? Mm-hmm. We have to go out and make this country the country that we want it to be. It's not That's up right. to Donald Trump to make America great again. It's up to us to make this country to continue to be the greatest country in the in the world. We are right, the greatest right. country this world has ever seen. Our roots may go all the way back to ancient Egypt, I mean, ancient Greece, but we are the greatest democracy that the world has ever seen. It hasn't changed. Like you said, who knew? Do you think Benjamin Franklin, with his printing press, knew that Jazzy and Sonny would be talking? I'm on a phone. Right. I'm I'm around the world. My friend in Oklahoma, my friend in uh, California listens to us. I know that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now, where? I don't know if they're listening live today or do they pick it up on the Internet later after our wonderful producer, Sonny, takes the time and posts it on exactly. that Internet. Exactly. You know, yes. we, we can be, I can contact my friend in Hong Kong or in mm-hmm. Ho Chi Minh City that we used to be bombing when I was a child, mm-hmm. I can contact my friend Phil as soon as I get off the radio with you guys. Two minutes right. later, right. I'm talking Ho Chi Minh City. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I don't think that, do you think George Washington, Thomas Jefferson, <laughs> Ben Franklin knew that this is what their rules and their laws exactly. and their guide points would be guiding 200 and some years later? Mm-hmm. They made mm-hmm. mistakes. 
Remember, they, they, George Washington wanted to free his slaves and did eventually do that. These men made mistakes. They didn't do it with the first, you know, when they first founded the country. It took a mm-hmm. civil war and hundreds of thousands of people of dying. people dying. That's right, the sacrifices that were made. It's true. You know, it it's took true. hundreds and hundreds of thousands of people being the Jim Crow laws. They, I mean, mm-hmm. they're, you know, Living the thing is, Donald Trump tried to throw in the black communities just recently during this election that you, the community, and I as a community were living in bad times. And it's just like the president said, honey, I mean, he basically said, Mr. Trump, do you, re-? I don't think he remembers Jim Crow. I don't mm-hmm. think he remembers. Things are different today. Work. Right. That's right. Listen, there are our elders, there are some some great elders that we have spoken to that say, honey, let me tell you something. And this is something that I wanted, you know, to make sure that I passed on. When you have 90, 80, 90 year old, 100 year old people saying, if you think this is bad, let's track back. Though this is not wanted and it is a surprise to us in a sense. But if we were paying attention to what we were not doing, this should not be a surprise, but I'll I'll preach about that later, Um, because there is nothing that should catch us unaware. We said a year ago, pay attention, people. Do not take this lightly. Did anybody listen to us? Obviously not. But nevertheless, nevertheless, you can archive our shows. We told you a year ago. But anyway, so here are our elders saying to us, that there was a time, see, because even with all of this stuff that's going on in the racial uh, divide, in the, in the, you know, trying to take rights away, the House and the Senate just going up against the entire universe because they felt like they were law, you know? They said that this time is not something that we want. It's not something that we you know, most of us thought would ever take place. However, it was far worse, far worse than it is now. And so if we have survived, if my mother that was born in 1928 is still living today after being a maid and going through, you know, being called a girl when she was a grown woman with children, If, you know, people that went through the depression, the Great Depression of America, still are able to say, but I'm still alive and I still have my children, I still have my health, we cannot continue to say that this is the worst time ever because it's not. We have survived and survived and survived. But now what can we learn, people? What can we learn at this point? If we don't learn from our past mistakes, as we are now doing, we will relive the past because we did not learn from the mistakes that got us to the point we are right now. So again, so again, Right. The fear is we're going to relive this kind of uh, of a fascist, a fascist uh, being a popular. I mean, what they call uh, nationalism. You know, mm-hmm. the 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 um, that orange hair dryer is promoting a nationalism. That's what mm-hmm. he's 
get people riled up. That's and, true. And if we allow fascism, and people need to look mm-hmm. up that if you don't That's know what right. Mm-hmm. If we allow fascism and nationalism to take over across the global community, we're we're back in trouble. It's only been yeah. fifty years, people. It's over fifty years since the, the last world war, and mm-hmm. now we have, don't forget that was ended because this country decided to use the ultimate power. We're right. not the only, you know. We're not the only one that has that now. Oh, no. Oh, no. Sonny mentioned earlier China. China don't give a doggone, okay? They do not care. North Korea does not care. They do not care. And primarily what President Obama was doing the entire eight years was trying to build relationships and to keep the peace. See, he was a peacemaker versus a fighter. What we have now is a government that wants to fight every opportunity that they have. Every time something does not sit well, okay, well, we're going to fight about it. I think we need to build a stronger army. I think we need to be tougher with people. We need to, you know, hit hit the gavel down and tell people this is who we are. Basically, we need to be United States bullies across the entire world. Who cares about NATO? Donald Trump says, whatever, they're not strong enough. We don't. Instead of building continually on the foundation of peace, instead of bringing back all of the body bags that we keep bringing back from every war and watching our sons and our daughters and our moms, dads, and other relatives be blown apart or come back as amputees, and then we treat the veterans like trash. And, and you know, instead of all of the things that cause dissension and war and hate and mistrust and the continual, um, you know, the continual desire for greed, President Obama, not that he was a perfect man, because see, on another day, not today, on another day, I can tell you many things that I disagreed and many things I was upset with him over. But that's not this show. This show is about the accomplishments that he did do. And if we follow the principles, of peace, if we follow the principles of building relationships. Listen, I am right now trying to drive, sell a shoe, um, have a yard sale so I can get to Cuba before those doors are closed because from the information that I have been reading and seeing, all doors that was open are looking to be closed because they didn't believe in the doors being open in the first place. Oh, yeah. We're down to our foreign policy. Uh, back to our foreign policy, like I was, we were just talking about nationalism and socialism and, I mean, fascism, is we will go to an isolationist. If America first, it will also mean that our borders, you know, he wants to build walls, he wants to close us in America first. That's not what, that is, we've been a global country. We've been the global police officer. Now you have somebody and you have, you know, a power that thinks that, you you know, a Congress and these people that they want to close us back in. I don't see how they think that they can do that, but but they're in power. If we give them that power, they're in power. We've already mm-hmm. done it. That's they true. That's true. Well, like I challenge us to be empowered. I'm, I I just refuse. You notice I for the last uh, what six months, seven months, I refuse to give in to much conversation to that person 
who is now in uh, government because I just I just don't want to. I just don't want him to have my power. You know, it's taken me too long to get it back from being overworked and beat down from those that I gave all of my power to and had none left to take care of myself. So I refuse to do that. On a positive note, I'm going to sidestep just a little bit. I want to announce um, new businesses, and uh, Sunny has some new businesses that she wants to talk about, some new things that we're doing here at Loudmouth Radio and as well as our own personal business. As you know, I do have the From Words to Action Outreach Ministries where we service the homeless and those that are in need of help, love, and whatever we can do. Um, we definitely are centered toward those women, young girls and transgender women that have been involved in sex trafficking and being put in horrific situations due to choice or by kidnapping and forced into sex uh, slavery, we are now opening a salon right there in the city of St. Petersburg where we are able to do hair, makeup, and photography to our regular clients, our celebrity clients, and just anybody who wants to come in and have a total new you and create the new looks that they desire for um, headshots, video shots. We do offset locations, um, and then we also do weddings and special events. Well, part of those proceeds will go to From Words to Action so that we can give scholarships, and hopefully we will build up to doing 12 young women a year to have scholarships to go to cosmetology school to come out of the billion-dollar industry of sex uh, trafficking and um, human slavery into the $750 billion estimated on Huffington Post this year in the hair and cosmetic industry. So we're really, really, really excited that, as I said earlier, what can I do to change the course of action and some of the horrific things that have happened in this last campaign, well, I can help women and I can help men and I can help children have a better life. And I'm being a cosmetologist, a master cosmetologist in four states, I am able to give back to the community to make hopefully an impact in the lives as my president, former president, has done. Uh, and he's a Leo, by the way. <clears throat> Um, and so am I. So hopefully we'll be able to make an impact so that people will have better lives and so they will not have to be in a systematic place to always feel like they are less than. So we're excited about Creative Expressions Hair Boutique and Studio. We are online at creativeexpressionsstudios.com. Um, you can also find us on Facebook at Creative Expressions Hair. Um, that's a simple way to do it. And we have several products and several retail products and services that we offer. We also go to, uh, go to destination locations. So that's my good news because I did not want to end on a note of negativity, and I'm not giving Orange Hair Dryer any of my business, So, <laughs> nor do I desire his. Thanks very much. Um, I will take, um, I will receive my blessings from other resources. So what's going on with you, Sterling? I know Sterling Selects is moving bigger and brighter, plus some other things that you want to let our listeners know about. Well, like you said, we all decided um, as a uh, 
Radio Network because we're here on the internet to take a short break. And um, I am about, I've switched credit. I mean, I was having problems with my credit card company that I was, my merchant, I should say my merchant Uh card uh company. So now that the first of the year is done, the uh, Sterling Select should be up by by uh, for Valentine's Day. I will say, Yay. with a new a uh, new look and um, more art. Um, this week is um, I should finally, guys, be done this coming this coming week and this month. I will finally be done with my move into my new tiny Ooh, home. Ooh, yay, yay, yay. Which means, that, which you know what I'm saying, you guys know that I moved over into my new place, but I was not done de-hoarding. And right, I've, gone right. through, I've gone through a huge transformation that I did not even know, and you guys know that I discovered that I was a hoarder. Mm-hmm, well, I'm just mm-hmm. And I and and on our show, uh, like you said, you can go back to our archives and stuff. I have fought through this, and as an artist, I didn't realize that most artists, if you ever look at Picasso Studios or Moreau Studios, um, many artists are hoarders. They think wow. we, we think that we can turn everything into something beautiful. Hmm. We we think that we everything in our eyes everything is beautiful, so we it's hard for us to throw anything away because we think we can trans transform it from one beautiful thing into something else. <laughs> something else. <laughs> yeah. Well, awesome. That is basically jazzy. Is what you just said about your studio. I mean, about your salon. Is that somebody's going to come through the door and you're going to do a transformation? That's well, that's right. Where so, anyways, my uh, back to my transformation is almost done with that, and Sterling Selects will be up. Um, I'm reunited with a friend of mine, R.J. Macy, and we've got some projects that we're doing soon and that we will announce. That um, that goes back a long time, um, and um, I'm excited about that. I'm looking forward okay. to the new. And so you can't let the orange hair dryer um, <laughs> affect the business life and your personal, you know, we have to move forward. In, That's in, right. In, That's um, right. You know, in our citizenship, we have to stay diligent. That doesn't mean that we can't go out and have fun. On that note, I do want to announce to our viewers and listeners um that we will be at the Renaissance Festival. It's coming. Oh, my and God. Is it coming up already? And we will have that ticket giveaway starting. so fast. I know. And uh, what do you think, Sonny? In two weeks or so, we'll we'll start to offer our giveaway. Yeah, that should be I good think. timing. That should be good timing because we're at a point of uh celebration as a radio network we're, we're we're going into our fourth year as a radio network at the end of this month going into february so i think the timing is great yeah we'll give some of these tickets away for that because the renaissance festival opens february 18th i believe sunny if I'm not, and that's the Bay Area, the Tampa Bay Area Renaissance Festival, which a lot of our listeners will remember. We gave tickets away last year, and and yes. and Sunny and we ate what? 
We ate the turkey legs. Oh my God, that huge turkey legs. So it's that time of the year again. So we will be we will be celebrating our four, uh, you know, Loudmouth Network's four year anniversary, and really my first year anniversary. That's right, Sterling. That's right. Oh my God, we have to have wow. a cake and celebration and all of that. So no, you know the great timing here is that you know we're expanding um, into Sterling's uh, home. Uh, area even more significantly this year, St. Pete, Tampa Bay area. Um, Loudmouth Radio is just, you know, streaming through, and we've just had some amazing things happening. I want to shout out our new account manager, Ms. Chandra Allison, that is in the St. Pete area. And uh, today she actually aligned a new uh, a new show up for us today with Media Partnership. So congratulations on Chandra again. I'm so clapping, excited. So clapping, proud of her. clapping. <laughs> yes. And um, so, yeah, so we have some support uh, growing and brewing around you there too, Sterling. I'm very excited about um, just the network and the brand as a whole. Uh, Sterling, did you kind of finish talking about your your, your growth? I didn't want to take that away, but I wanted to add that right there at that moment. Um, so in a sense, in in the midst of that, because I also want to mention that it's my it's the anniversary time for um for myself and Sterling Selects at Regions Bank. A shout out to Stacia and everybody at Regions Bank. Yes, they are fabulous. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, I love them for their support of the arts here, and um, that's why I said the muse next week is the one. Wonderful time um, of the Arts Association here, uh, the Muse Awards, and um, and and that is another celebration of all of what's going on in the arts. And I think that's part of the reason that Jazzy and Sunny are bringing the their outreach uh, expanding. I shouldn't say bringing expanding yes, yes. their mm-hmm. in area more. Um, so I want to thank those partners. Like I said, my partner is at, at Regions Bank, and um, with Stacia, and then and then like I said, that the Renaissance Festival again wanted to align and help us celebrate our anniversary, and we will have that ticket giveaway. So everything's good. Yeah, I mean, I'm feeling um, okay, and and ready for a new year. I mean, I love even, it. Even in the, even with when you you know the thing that we have to understand is that we have had a leader in Obama that had to fight adversity and fight resistance at every you know everything he wanted to do he gave, you know he offered us hope but then he faced adversity as he reached for those goals. And with that's the same thing. We have to learn from him that as we live our life, we're all going to face adversity. And we just have to have the courage and the perseverance to fight on, which is another thing that all of our uh, ancestors did to put us into this beautiful land that we live in now. And we can't let what we're facing today uh, 
you know, stop us from pursuing our our, our pursuit of happiness. Yeah, you know? let me share this. I have to I have to I have to share this. Audrey McDonald. Audra Equality NC is her Twitter handle. She says, remember, tomorrow we're not crowning a king or bound down to a dictator. Tomorrow our new employee starts his temp job. We're the boss. <laughs> I love it. Wait, hold on. Hold on. Again. Producer. Remember, I'm sorry. Slow remember, down. Remember, tomorrow we are not crowning a king or bowing down to a dictator. Tomorrow our new employee starts his temp job. We're the boss. Exactly. Well spoken. Love it, love it, love it. Okay, Sunny. So, so producer Sunny, tell us what's going on in yes. your world. Yes. So I just yes. want to say that. Yes, I just want to say that this has been a a journey. Um, to actually say on air that we are four years old uh, as a network um, just it blows me away. It, 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 it's a a proud moment that. Um, I really didn't forecast um, with certain uh, certain people or certain aligned um, partnerships or relationships. I just had a, a vision of being able to have a strong media outlet that would, would furthermore come from under the brand um, that at this point, uh, we're 10 years old as a media, excuse me, 10 years old as a marketing brand and I'm just so excited about the advancement of the way we have been able to give so much to the general public. And I think with everything that's happening from a political or social and civic aspect in this world today, it shows even more important why, why it's so important for us as a network to be proud of our work. Anytime you have the Washington Post being challenged and having their press credentials being revoked, that says something. Okay. And so I think about us um, as I think about any other media outlet that is providing information to the people. And just because we're independent, that does not make us not be accountable. You know, we may not uh, broadcast 24-7 uh, with, with all news all day, all night on, on a live feed, um, but every episode, every conversation, every topic, every guest, every media partner, every supporter, every, um, even those who have opposed um, maybe some of our conversation, each and every one of those shows are archivable, and each one of those shows matter. And for us to be able to have four years of content for anybody at any point in time to be able to go back and listen to us, and you know what's incredible, sitting here right now, I think about um, two pivotal people that um, at this moment I'm thinking about and I'm sending them love and energy because I'm sure that they're feeling the effects. And I, I think about Sharon Letman Hicks, um, who is a part of the National Black Justice Coalition, and um, which that organization stands for uh, minority LGBT people um, and, and, and for their civic and judicial rights. But she's not only the CEO, executive director of that organization, she has become and was an appointed official for the President Obama administration as a civil rights person um, representing the White House. And um, Eugene Cornelius, who is the head uh, deputy sheriff of the Small Business Administration, who has served under not only President Obama's both terms, but also uh, George 
uh, George Bush uh, Jr. Uh, under his administration. And then to have both of these people we met as a radio network, I remember we, we heard some information about an event that was a very important event, and we found out about it very last minute. But without that being said, my wife and my fellow media host, Jazzy, said, Sonny, we need to go to this. Here's an opportunity to find out about minority and LGBT uh, opportunities that are being stimulated through the Small Business Administration to give business owners opportunity for funding. So we got in our car. We went downtown the day of the event, walked in without any regard of of having any preempt clearance or anything like that, but with our integrity, with our intent and our determination to find out more about this and to let the general public know, we had the opportunity of meeting Sharon and meeting Eugene. And we had no clue what that moment meant. But less than a year later, we met them in August. And by March of the following year, we were standing in Eugene's house in Washington, D.C. And to have Eugene and Sharon both stand with us as my wife and I exchanged vows. And I'm about to get choked up <clears throat> just thinking about it. And <clears throat> to to think that as we said our vows, and they became our witnesses, and he became my best big brother, uh, best man standing there, and, and Sharon stood and stood and, and stood with my wife. Uh, Eugene went and he said that we have to, um, as we were preparing to sign our marriage licenses, and for them to witness our marriage licenses, they <clears throat> Eugene took a moment and said, you know what, this occasion stands for something special. He walked off and left the room and he came back and he said, this moment counts for us to be able to sign and witness your marriage licenses with the presidential pen. And he came back with two pens that President Obama had signed legislation with and that he had given these pens to Eugene. And at that moment, I looked at Jazzy and I just stood there and I'm like, we're standing in D.C., minutes away from the Capitol. We're standing here with two official people that had been appointed by the White House, by President Obama's uh, administration. And at the same time, we took our pictures of our preparation during and after our wedding vows. We walked down 8th Street, took pictures down Washington, D.C., and people were shouting and screaming at us like we were the Obamas or something. It was an amazing moment. But we stood on his patio, and we took this amazing picture holding the flag. And little did we know that that picture would become a face of marriage equality, that this same president stood for and fought for. And we also were able then to take that picture, which we were featured by Huffington Post as a couple being married in D.C. and recognized as media partners of Loudmouth Radio. <laughs> this is just better. You just better preach. So as this thing continued to develop and we had – a large organization, Freedom to Marry, in D.C., feature us as a couple fighting for marriage equality. And we launched this equality in the state of Georgia. And for us to be able to make worldwide global news within 30 days of us releasing that actual um, that, that actual um, campaign was amazing. And for people in the White House to know us by name, because we covered this LGBT minority tour that was held in Atlanta. 
and the vital aspect of how important it was for equivocally people to have equal opportunity of economic growth. I think that, um, you know, I can count the numerous amount of people we've had on our show from major celebrities, um, Bill Ortiz, from Congress people like um, Warren Christopher in D.C., um, you know, to have Joe Morton speak with us prior to him appearing on Scandal and uh, talking about mental illness and Jonah Oliver featuring his movie Home. And we've had a tremendous amount of different celebrities of actors, directors, writers, published authors, um, uh, NFL, NBA players, you know, people from all over the world, people that are in our communities that are making change, civic and social activists. So as a network, guys, I, I think that, you know, being out here and, and talking to people and sometimes, you know, uh, people ask or, you know, inquire about the radio network. And I may be very casual about it because I am the producer. I am the media host. And I'm not uh, a person that feels like I have to be overzealous about saying that I'm better than anybody else. But I know that loudmouth radio matters. And I know that it has mattered. And I know that we've covered so many things over these last four years. And I look forward to us as a network continuing to carry that torch. I'm so grateful for Sterling um, who took the initiative to say, you know, I recognize something special about you girls. When we met him during the process of us bringing a marriage equality initiative to the state of Florida and actually receiving a proclamation from a city that we were no longer residing in full time. But I consider St. Pete Temple to be my other home. So naturally, for us to expand into the St. Pete Tampa market, I am so driven and so committed to seeing um, to seeing us continue to grow. Um, I thank J.L. King. I thank Roger Watkins, two of our other past hosts that were with us through the very beginning, and that are still our brothers to this day, and, uh, and to many, many countless people that have been on our show and, and taken the time to say that we support you and we listen to you, and. You know, even having Oprah Winfrey come and, and cover us uh, during a time period when our brother J.L. King was having an opportunity to speak his truth. So there's just been countless things that I can continue to say, but I'm just want to say in one deep word, um, I just have gratitude and appreciation for everyone that has been a part of our radio network going forward. Um, we only have more to do and more to be, and I'm so grateful. And that's just my steal on that whole segment of us going four years in. And uh, at this point, I also want to share the amazing news of uh, growth of a very exciting project that has been three and a half years in the making, four years in May. Um, And that's been my web series, Still Great, that is uh, set to release uh, my pilot episodes um, in the next couple of weeks, um, which will be featured on Loudmouth TV. And I want to... Um, just tell uh, tell those who are listening to um, definitely uh, want to get your feedback, and we ask that you follow us on, on Facebook at Loudmouth Radio Network. Uh, we're on Twitter, Stitcher, iTunes. You can archive our show 24-7 on loudmouthradio.com. And Loudmouth TV uh, is, is, is a growth process, um, and I'm so excited about the new media of Steel Gray coming to the Loudmouth TV Network. And Steel Gray uh, is a very purposeful journey for me. It's a project that I'm so excited about, um, which I'm actually playing a criminal district attorney that gets this barred on a controversial hate crime case. 
And I transitioned to a private detective to uncover that case and other cases that have uh, affected people in, in, in the world at large. So if you will, it would uh, definitely give you a wonderful opportunity to see some drama um, in a drama scripted series that allows us to talk on some real tough subject matters from mental illness, domestic violence, sex trafficking, um, judicial, uh, you know, police brutality, uh, racial discrimination, inequality, LGBTQ issues, you name it, it we're bringing it through this series. So I'm very, very excited about it. And I look forward to bringing our cast and production team on air for them to be able to give their viewpoints and share with you about this exciting uh, web series. And so that's primarily what I have to share. As a producer, I just want to thank everyone for tuning in. And today has been a very emotional day. While we were broadcasting, I was looking at President Obama and Michelle Obama uh, taking flight in the Marine One helicopter, and they made their way to the base, and they're going on to their last vacation um, from the White House. And I'm so grateful that we've been able to witness this. Yes, but you know the news is going to play it over and over again. But I I just want to thank everyone for taking the time. Yes, I, I want to thank everyone. I, I can't hear you, sweetie. I Is that Sterling? I, I wish I was on my way to Hawaii with them. Oh, my God. Can we just all join up together? Let us kumbaya on okay. that right now. Kumbaya. Yes. Kumbaya. Kumbaya. Do you want to know so. tell you, we, I do want to touch on the base of the whole Pride episode going on here in the Berg. Okay, and be quick, because we're almost off air, Sterling. Huh? You got about six more minutes. Go ahead and let it go. We're not going to play into it a whole lot. I just want to say they need to remember that Pride didn't start in Kenwood. Pride started at Stonewall. I think people forget what, what Pride's about. Uh-oh. And it has... I think they need to remember it's not about St. Petersburg and and Kenwood versus downtown. They need to remember what we're celebrating and memorializing when we hold pride. That it's about yes. you know what are we doing on during pride? It has to do with what happened at Stonewall and. You know, not the businesses that are affected or the businesses that aren't affected. Because everybody's talking about the downtown versus the neighborhood that it started in. Well, it didn't start in that neighborhood. It started at Stonewall in New New York City. They don't even know what Pride's about, half these people. So, Sarah, ask me for me. So, in other words, is there a conspiracy about, because prior to, so a lot of people that are probably going to hear this may not know exactly what you're talking about. So, typically, St. Petersburg okay, has their pride on Central Avenue, downtown and, 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 and a neighborhood here in St. Petersburg where it, it, it's been, been going on since the new pride, um, that started like 13 or 14 years ago by some neighborhood, by some some community leaders, started it in a, the neighborhood of Kenwood. Now the uh, Pride Board, which took over from those people that started it here to celebrate Pride that happened and commemorates the Stonewall riots in New York City, um, 
then now the board that runs St. Pete Pride has decided to move it to the downtown section of the city. And the neighborhood is kind of in the uproar and the old founders are fighting with the new one. And my fear, here's my only fear since we have such a, is that they're going to end up ruining the pride altogether. I don't care. I mean, if they want to keep it in Kenwood, keep it in Kenwood. If they want to take it downtown, take it downtown. The mayor has now said that he's going to take money away from it, which I kind of feel that he's kind of bullying them with threats of taking money away from them. But the the bottom line was so, what I'm so saying. Sterling, if, so in other words, it was prior to, um, you're looking at the range of like 22nd Street to like 28th Street. So where are they talking about moving it to now? Oh, down, down, on, down by the waterfront. And oh, St. Pete's water. Not, not, on, not, not in the central district. But they're, taking, they're yes. trying to take it out of the central district. Whoa, really? Yes, yes, oh, wow. yes. So we'll, okay, get, we'll so get into that maybe more next week, and I'll get you some of the articles maybe to be able to post. Like you said, I'm kind of probably losing my our listeners our listeners in Atlanta and probably even some of the listeners here in the Tampa Bay because it's just starting to heat up. And I think that what I'm saying, Sonny, is that so often pride gets confused with what's going on locally and we forget to talk about what it's actually in commemoration of. Right. That happened in you know in New York City at the Stonewall Inn, and why it's important? Why is pride exactly. important? It's not really exactly. the, it's, it's almost like it's almost like the you know church. You and I and and Jazzy can have church in your living room. Right. That's what we we basically could hold pride in that same living room, as long as we're remembering what it's all about. Exactly. As long as we're remembering what it's all about. And that goes back to being a good citizen and honoring each other's diversity, equality, and the individual giving each one of us respect. That's what pride is about, having respect for each one of us. Which is what, which is what, let's end on that one, I want to end on that fact, that's what Obama gave me. He made me proud to be who I am, and to be proud to call him Mr. President. I was proud to call Obama Mr. President. Exactly. Well, I think, I think it's only him, though. We want to end on a high note, and I think that it's been, uh, a tremendous uh, roller coaster today of, of emotions. I know that everybody across the world is is watching, and uh, you know we'll pick this up. You know this is not the end, and you know I'm sure we're gonna have a lot more conversation of things that things are propelling forward. But I want to thank all of our listeners for tuning in and, and, and listening in today. And I'm sure there's gonna be some quite uh, some some comments and conversation. Uh, following all of today's festivities. So we just want to tell you guys, thank you for joining in our fantastic Friday special edition. Farewell to the Obamas on Live Mob Radio. I know it kind of went way beyond that, but we are so grateful and it's so good yes. to be able to have conversation and be able to speak on things that we feel and need to talk about. So Yes, and I just want to let everybody know that 
since this conversation took so long, I had to make coffee. Um, yeah. So, and on the other good note is the dogs were in the studio. You know we love our doggy babies, and we didn't mention them at all. And we have a new addition to Loud Mouth Radio, <laughs> Puppy Land. And his name, we have a new Maltese. His name is Ziggy Marley Jones Smith to be joined by Zoe Mandela Jones Smith. And Sterling, name your babies. Oh, my babies are Miss Coco and Romeo, who made a little bit of noise, Jazzy, before you came on right at the beginning of the show. <laughs> and then we don't want to leave out our our uh, our co- other co-host. That, you know, she's an honorary co-host, Robin Smith. We love you. We miss you. And and her doggy baby, Loudmouth, other puppy land baby. Oh, 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 Mr. Maximo, and I, I'm watching. Robin Robin wasn't with us because Robin's on her way to taking a cruise into the Caribbean. Excuse me. Excuse me. See, and there go our dogs. And so we're going to close on that note, but we didn't want to leave out um, because we are seriously, seriously dog lovers and love our babies like they're, you know, two-legged baby so oh we have a new grandbaby um uh, mr camden xavier alfredito um jones is making a grand appearance into the world he's now almost two weeks old and he is absolutely adorable his father's dominican republic so alfredito is his name and so i've already started teaching him how to salsa and bachata so <laughs> we love everybody. Thank you so much for tuning in and following us throughout this last four years. It has truly, truly been our presidential moment of coming in and out of office, um, covering so many topics. And we just appreciate you all. Thank you so much. God bless. And do something that you can be proud of and your children's children's children can be proud of. Love you guys. Bye. Love you, Abu Mama. <laughs>